welcome to the Acres of Diamonds podcast with Bob Larson, a nationally recognized expert in the analysis of complex life insurance structures. In the Acres of Diamonds podcast, Bob talks about the flip side of owning a life insurance policy that your client has outgrown or that has underperformed. We share insight and strategies to help advisors maximize the effectiveness and value of their clients' life insurance policies. Hello and welcome to Acres of Diamonds with Bob Larson from the Settlement Masters. Today we're going to be talking about something that I am pretty excited about and has a great title, The Volcano is About to Blow. And the bottom line is seniors are losing millions of dollars and they are totally unaware of what is happening. Bob, what is so important and why is it so vital that seniors have a financial analysis on their life insurance policies? Eric, that's a great question. When volcanoes blow, it's because the magma underneath the top crest swells to a point where all of a sudden it breaks through and spews magma all over the the countryside like this happened in, in Hawaii recently. Right now, the the statistics show that over 10,000 people a day are turning age 65, and that's pushing wow. the entire population over 65 into the highest percentage of, pu- of the public population that are in that senior category. Hmm. People are having problems retiring as a result of lack of funds. They're having trouble with th- worrying about the long-term care issues that may end up being theirs. Uh, they're worrying about their children. They're worrying about their grandchildren. It's a money core issue. Here's where the volcano exists. In the life insurance industry for hundreds of years, the insurance companies have always continually reduced the cost of of mortality within the policy, which is the costs within the policy. Up until recently, when carriers have not been earning money on their assets to the extent that they need, they have begun to raise that cost, which is destroying millions and millions of dollars of life insurance values. Between 1990 and 2009, the increase has been so dramatic that policies that were paying $17,000 a year are now paying $90,000 a year, and people can't afford that. Mm. The policy cash value will be eaten up, and the policy, once that occurs, will lapse and will no longer be good. So why, after hundreds of years, like you said, would the insurance companies do this? It, it seems to me that they always prided themselves on reducing the cost, either through interest or dividends. That's true, Eric. I mean, that was part of the pitch that insurance agents gave to their clients, that that the policies are always using current mortality, and the current mortality has continued to go down, or costs go down, as life expectancy has increased, and has increased in that people are living longer. What has happened is in the in the definition of a life insurance policy that is considered cost of insurance is marketing expense and other expenses that they've put into that title of cost of insurance. The carriers have been investing in bonds. And as a result, bonds, as we all know, are paying the lowest return rate in history. They're now starting to excel, but still nothing like it was many years ago. Mm-hmm. As a result of that, their costs are not offsetting their expenses. I mean, the profits are not offsetting expenses. And as a result of that, they're doing something that they're allowed to do, but it's unconscionable. They're raising that cost dramatically inside that cost of insurance title. 
which here's what's the problem is it's targeted on seniors and seniors are extremely vulnerable and I can't stand the problem that they're creating and we're passionate about helping them solve it. Bob, you mentioned that seniors are being targeted. What policies are being targeted by the insurance companies? Eric, between the years of 1990 and 2009, life insurance companies were selling bundles of life insurance to people in their 50s and 60s for the purpose of estate planning, for the purpose of family continuation, many, many reasons. And those people today are 75, 80, 90 years of age. They're targeting them because those people are, and I, and I, I say this as my own opinion, but it's the most vulnerable group. And the, the group, once they get it off the books, save them hundreds of millions of dollars of reserves that they have to post for the policies that are enforced during that time period. So that's why they're targeting that group, in my opinion. And it's unfortunate. It's unconscionable. And I'm going to do everything I can to help those people solve that problem. Yeah, it's terrible. Bob, we've talked about financial analysis before. We're just chatting about it a little bit. But what is the point of doing a financial analysis? Well, that's a good question. What is a financial analysis? You know, these people, first of all, need to understand that the problem exists. It's not going to go away. It's going to get worse because there's more and more people entering that 80s to 90-year-old category that purchased life insurance between 1990 and the year 2009. So the financial analysis, once they recognize the problem, it identifies all the things they can do to keep that policy. Anybody that is in the business that I am in would be dedicated to doing it the right way. And a financial analysis is the first step of determining whether or not that contract can be saved. Once that's done, we compare the contract to that of the market value of the contract so that they can make an economic decision of what's the right thing for the client. Bob, you mentioned some of the benefits of the analysis. What other benefits are there? Well, Eric, it's not well known, but when these people in that era between 2000 or 1990 and 2009 purchased these contracts, they purchased them typically from an insurance agent that probably is no longer in the business. These people are running bare, if you will. They're not having an advisor annually look at the policy and determining whether or not it's working the way it was supposed to work. The kind of policy that they purchased during that period is a policy that is called a current assumption product, which means that the premium is based on the interest rate and the mortality that they're using annually. So that mortality can change and the interest rate can change. And if they're not doing an analysis annually, they have no idea how that policy is performing. Policies that were supposed to go to age 100 based on the initial premium that they were paying, because of a change in mortality and or a change in interest rate, That policy could be last until 87 or 88, and then it lapsed. It ran out of cash value, losing everything they put into it. And what we do in the financial financial analysis is to look at all the ways they can do to make sure that policy is going to last as long as they do. Oftentimes, it does require them to increase the premium. Sometimes we can lower the premium by reducing the face amount. Sometimes we can lower the term of years. We can do all those things that give a client a judgment or information to make a judgment on what they can do to keep that policy. At the same time, we do something else. 
we take the contract into the institutional market and price that that contract out. Institutional market is hedge funds and is made up of hedge funds and pension funds that have found that life insurance is a great asset. And it, it allows them to determine what the actual market value is in the institutional market. The institutional market puts up money to buy certain kinds of life insurance. And so we want them to compare the price of keeping that contract at every level to that of the market value of the contract in today's day. The typical market value can be three to 10 times their cash value. So if they turned it back into the carrier because they didn't want to pay the increase in premium, they might get $10,000. If they put it into the institutional market, they may get $100,000. Which, which would you rather have? That's a huge if difference, not, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's if they're not going to keep the policy and they're going to, because of the price increase, the, the market value should be shown to them. Their insurance agent's not around. Nobody's doing this for them. It needs to be done. Bob, something you said earlier really kind of triggered me, to be honest. And I know it's not the same type of insurance that we're talking about here. And I, I'm, I'm of a different age group. But you said that, a lot of times who they bought the policy from may not even be in business anymore. And that's exactly what happened in, in my scenario. I was much younger and I knew that term insurance was probably a good thing at that point. And my buddy got into the insurance agency or industry and I will not say the company he was with, but I bought it from him about two years later. He had had enough. He's like, no, I'm not doing this anymore. It wasn't a great company. And my policy was assigned to somebody else. And then so for the following eight years, so it was a 10-year term, Bob, for the following eight years, I heard nothing from anybody from the company whatsoever. I made my payments. I did what I was supposed to do. It was a 10-year term. And it was funny because at the very end of the term, all of a sudden, somebody contacts me very eagerly to sell me something else. <laughs> there was no, they didn't take care of me. They didn't, you know, check to or talk to me about what the policy could do or couldn't do or nothing. No contact for eight years because these people weren't involved in the company anymore. And so it's just a lost account or an orphaned account as they're called many times. So you're talking about the analysis and, and I didn't have anybody you know that I could turn to at that point. I just didn't know much about insurance. To be honest, I was very young, but it's so important to get this analysis done. How much does it cost? Well, it's a good question. Let me tell you, first of all, that you're not the, you're, you are the exception, not the rule. The exception is that you know, you would be the only one that had this problem. It is not the case. Over 99% or 98% of all people entering the life insurance industry fall out of the life insurance industry in the first three years. Wow, that's huge. The result of that, you take 100 people entering, you have three or four that may survive. So you want to deal with somebody that's got tenure. You want to deal with somebody Mm -hmm. that has the ability to provide for their own needs and pay for their own company so they're not looking to you and a commission to pay their rent. That's really an important part. In terms of the cost, the cost is built into the process. So when when you do the initial process, if you're working with a firm like Settlement Masters, they do a complimentary review of everything in the beginning. And it's not thorough because they haven't gotten the medical records and they haven't gotten all the policy mm-hmm. variations, but they pick the basic information and the and we have thousands of life expectancy studies that we compare the model of the client to and we we compare that to the market value and it ends up where we are able to get a fairly close number 
before we go into the market and do the actual bidding. And of course, the bidding is the magic to this. Once we package this program and do our compliance check, we go into the market and we know all of the funders. We know them personally. We know who they are. And when I say who they are, I mean institutional funds like uh, I mentioned a couple of them, Blackstone and Apollo. These are major, major size, multi-billion dollar funds that may allocate three or four hundred million dollars a year to pools of money that bought life insurance as the underlying investment. And they keep it for the duration. The cost, when, when, you, when you talk about cost, to complete a project, I'll give you an example, it never exceeds 6% of the face amount. Normally, it's somewhere between 5 and 6%, just like selling a home. It's about the same. So on a, on a million-dollar policy, and the, and the people get, let's say they get four dollars to $500,000, it would be $60,000 at the maximum in terms of cost expenses and commissions. All right. Which is, by the way, paid out of the proceeds. They don't pay that out of their out of their pocket. Yeah, if you're if you're making that big of a difference, I mean, I, that seems like a no brainer to me. <laughs> so, I know Settlement Masters has a a tremendous track record for experience. You guys have been doing this for a very very long time. One of the other things that you mentioned is that you have personal relationships. You have very strong relationships with those with the marketplace out there. What other things should, should our listeners be looking for in a what other things should our listeners be looking for in a, a firm? Well, the, I have to say that's probably the most exceptional question of our uh, time together hey, on thank, the. Thank on you, Bob. <laughs> it is because I'll just I'll back into that, and I, I want to be self ingratiating for a second because when this when we when I started this company in two thousand and eight, I saw an in industry that had yet to evolve. And I developed a compliance process that we go through that's client-centered, and meaning client-centered. We don't we don't advocate someone selling a life insurance contract until the family decides that of all the things they can do to keep it, it's not as good as the market value, and they decide academically and mathematically that that happens to be the case. Now these clients. When they look for somebody, they've got to look for somebody that specializes in client-centered compliance service. We went to a variety. I'll, I'll give you some authority behind this. We went at the beginning in 2008 to a number of malpractice ENO companies, and every company that does any kind of service has to have malpractice in ENO. And as a result of that, none of them were interested in doing the market insurance on on companies that did settlements. At that point in time, so I sent the complaint, our complete compliance report to Lloyd's of London, knowing that they take all kinds of risks, and they came back and said we we don't take initially before I sent the the kit in, they said we don't take any settlement business. Thank you very much. So then I sent the compliance report in, which was a very comprehensive, completely transparent picture mm-hmm. of every dime and every dollar that's spent at every methodology of keeping the policy compared to the market price. They looked at that, they had their attorneys look at that, and they came back and offered our company a bundle of, of uh, E&O, and plus all the advisors that work through us, we extend errors and emissions insurance to. And that was kind of an important thing. So you want to find a company that's got tremendous compliance steps 
that's very client-centered, that's 100% transparent, and all the costs that are involved in preparing and marketing this uh, this process. So that's that's what a client should be looking for. Absolutely. Bob, I, I know that I would tell the listeners, if you have a policy and you have any questions about what you've heard today, that you should be reaching out to Bob and his team immediately uh, because the phone call is free, really. And my question is, Bob, what would you tell listeners that are interested? Well, I would say if you fit into the category of late 70s, uh, mid 90s, or your parents fit there, or your grandparents fit there, I can tell you 40% of them have life insurance. And I'd suggest that you get on this right away because there's $143 billion of life insurance that will be dropped by that category this year and every year for the next 11 years because of this issue that they didn't know about because they didn't have an advisor. You may be sitting right on top of this volcano volcano that's about to blow at any time. You know, hundreds of people within miles of your home will lose hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars every month by not paying attention to this asset called life insurance. You know, I know it's very difficult to hear a podcast and get excited and then follow through and do doing something. It always is. I can tell you that this is real. This is not a gimmick. This is real. It's factual, state by state. The states are mandating that insurance companies notify clients in this category, this age category, that they must look at life settlements if they're going to drop or cash in a policy. Mm. Why are the regulators doing that? They're doing it because they realize that it's a consumer issue, that these people are absolutely being anti-discriminated against by not telling them that the market is there. Well, so I'm going to leave you with the poem that I believe in because it has to do with human, us as human beings that typically want to wait and think things over. Think things over once you get the information. And it goes like this. On the plains of hesitation, bleak the bones of countless millions, that on the dawn of victory, they sat down and wait, and there they died. Don't let this valuable asset life insurance die by for you, for your parents, for your grandparents. Call settlement masters. We're not, on, we're not in salesy. We're analytic. We'll help you get all the information before you make any kind of a decision. It will be up to you. Our number is 877-927-7293. I'm sorry, 877-927-7243. Once again, that's 877-927-7243. I wish you the best. Thanks, Eric, for the, the time that you spent. Great questions. Thank you, Bob. And I, I just want to say, I, I agree. I mean, it seems like they, the companies are, they're going to try to do it. It's like a wolf in sheep's clothing kind of thing. And you said 143 billion with a B each year, not million, billion. Billion. Oh my goodness. All right. Well, everybody listening to this, if you have a parent, grandparent, or you are in the category that, that Bob spoke of, please reach out to him. The phone call is free. The conversation is great. Bob and his team are so knowledgeable and so helpful to so many. Thank you again for listening to today's podcast, Acres of Diamonds podcast with Bob Larson from Settlement Masters. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. 
This way, when Bob comes out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. It also makes it so much easier to share this with your friends and your family and think clearly. You have friends and you have family that need to hear about this or else they could possibly lose out in a big way. So please share it. For everyone at Settlement Masters, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Acres of Diamonds podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning. Thank you.